0: Chris. <laughs> Welcome back. So we we have come up with a name. It's Power Chats with Chris and Savannah. Or Savannah and Chris. We'll go back and talk. We don't know what Power it is.
1: play. <laughs> <laughs> Power
0: Chats. Um, yeah, so we're back. We are obviously not sitting on a couch this time. Mm-hmm. If you're watching this. We are actually on Zoom in separate areas of Auckland. Because as of tonight, when we're recording this, it's Wednesday the... 25th um, of March. Um, it's we're going into quarantine tonight, so we decided to start it early. And yeah, yeah so we're in separate houses, separate areas, separate parts of Auckland. Yeah. But hey, technology is awesome, isn't it, Savannah?
1: Did you um? Did you wear your shirt with number one for day one on purpose?
0: No, I didn't. But that's kind of, <laughs> I actually got this. So this shirt I got when I was going through hell. You know how we talked about on the last episode how I went through hell. We've all done it. But um, I was in the States and I started following this guy who's a veteran from the States who got actually his last, his last um, patrol on deployment in Afghanistan, I believe it was Afghanistan, yeah, his, um, the vehicle that he was in charge of got hit by an IED. And so he lost his leg, he, all this different stuff, but he's a power lifter as well. And at the time I was kind of getting into that kind of powerlifting type scene. And so I started following him and it was just a massive inspiration. And he came out with this shirt and look what it has on the back. No, no, it's on the back. And so I bought this shirt. He actually sent me two of them all the way here to New Zealand. Um, 'Cause he had a few little like hiccups with like, shipping and or because I had messaged him way back and then it took ages, whatever it was, but he um yeah, so I, I grabbed this today because I was like, it's it is day one, but I didn't think about the one. I was like, it's quarantine, but it doesn't matter, there's still no excuses.
1: I like still. it. I like it. Yeah. How like how has your routine changed now that we're in quarantine? I mean, I know for us, like it, it doesn't change much with work, but like in general.
0: Oh. Oh. I- so I, my life is quarantined already, you know?
1: Forced <laughs> quarantine is different though, hey? Like I know a lot of people who work from home will probably be feeling the effects of just like that lack of freedom.
0: Yeah, so it all. I, for me, I believe like my wife's obviously home now. She started working from home this week anyways before they even did the whole thing just because her work was asking them to cut down. But I know for a lot of people, and I've had a lot of people message me even, and they're like, Oh, you know, how do you do this? Even working from home now that kids are off school, you know, they can't, you know, I've got dependents running around. I'm a solo mom. I've got my own business. And that I was like, create a routine, keep your routine. You don't change it. You know, you don't change. And I know I'm actually going to do another podcast here later on. um, Maybe today or tomorrow with my mom. But I was, like I said, on the last episode, I grew up sailing around the world. I was homeschooled. So, this homeschooling stuff is actually not that hard. It's just keeping a routine. Mm-hmm. Keep your routine. If you're used to getting up at six thirty, going to the gym, you know, doing some sort of exercise and then and you know, get and going to work, do the same thing. Keep yourself, you know, off, you know, keep doing stuff. I don't know what your take is on it, Savannah, but my thing is you just you keep your same routine. You don't change it. You know, I know on the weekends normally we go, you know, people go out and they go do stuff. Well you just Create different things, you know. Start playing board games, start, you know, actually thinking about getting into your own thoughts. Yeah. Actually, actually think about what's going on in your head and actually write it down. Journal, you know, talk to people, be vulnerable, and actually open up to people. And as we talked about before this call, get off your fucking phone. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) You know,
0: unless you're messaging somebody to see how they're doing and, you know, getting vulnerable, you know, talking about what's going on with you and what's going on with them and how they're doing and how things are you know, don't, you don't need to scroll through Instagram and the media and they're just going to feed you crap anyways.
1: Yeah. I think that's huge actually sticking to a routine. Like for me, I mean, fortunately both of us kind of work in the same space. And so we have, I would say fairly similar routines, but, um, definitely like this is such an opportune time to fall back on your habits and fall back on your routine and the life that you have created outside of quarantine, because it's so easy to let um, your space define, define like what you do. And the reality is, like it's not like we've been asked to do anything major. We've just been asked to stay home. Like, and if you're not sick, then you're still able-bodied. And for me, like a big thing has been. Still getting up at the same time. In fact, actually, if anything, I would say my sleep has become more improved because because um, we can no longer congregate for the like fitness classes I do. I'm not getting up at five a m. <laughs> So that is actually worked to my benefit because I get an extra bit of sleep and I feel better for it. Like I feel you're actually more.
0: Not you're not sitting there laying in bed going, oh, yeah, I've got nothing to do today, so I'll just sleep. You're still, you know, you might not you might not get up at 5 a.m. to go train those people, but you're still getting up to go train yourself. So the time that you normally train yourself, you're still doing. All mm-hmm. you've done is cut out that first be- little bit of work in the very beginning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Got a little bit better sleep. But also, you know, while you're saying that, I was thinking, you know, so many, you know, there's people out there that aren't actually working now. So now they've got a whole day to themselves. So what would you say to them? You know, what's some ideas for them that, you know, now they're, they're not working, they might have an income still coming in, they might not. What would you say to somebody who literally has their whole day to twiddle their thumbs and if they let themselves?
1: A few things. Okay. So it depends on your position. Like you say, they may have income coming in. So if that's the case, awesome. You have a little bit of flexibility. In that case, I would suggest absolutely diving into the reflection you mentioned, like figuring out, like when you, when you are forced to sit with yourself, you cannot escape. You can try, you can try. You can distract yourself with your phone. You can distract yourself with your little swipy apps. You can distract yourself with like procrastinating. Is a thing sometimes. Like I will bake to procrastinate, and I know I'm not alone. But these things that they're over before you know it. Like you got 24 hours in a day, and suddenly time feels like a shit ton of time because you can't get away from yourself. So I would say to those people who from a financial perspective have a little bit of flexibility, reflect, like figure out whether everything you're doing is, is making the most of like what you are and who you want to be. I would also say to those who perhaps are not in the financial position to sit back and relax, have a look at what you've been doing to bring income in like is that something that brings you joy is it something that like is aligned with you i know we all we don't really have um not everyone has the luxury of doing something that they love like i think that following your passion is a load of bullshit um i think that you know if you were to ask people why they do what they do a lot of people would say oh it's because i help people yeah cool but you could help people by being a school teacher by being a postie By stocking shelves at the supermarket like people that are stocking shelves right now are the most useful people we have so like there's so many ways you can answer that question but I would say doing a dive deep like a deep dive rather into kind of what you're doing and then outside of that outside of like the the deep dives sort out your house like Jordan Peterson talks about cleaning your room like clean your room before you comment on anyone else's and this is a great time to get all that mundane shit done declutter your house digital detox like what do you say to off.
0: somebody who's what do you say to somebody who's oh yeah i've already
1: who's already what
0: already cleaned their house and cleaned their room they're like okay cool yeah that took up about a day i got four more weeks to go <laughs>
1: It's not just about cleaning it. It's about looking at what you have and whether it's serving you. Like, I'm so big on minimalism, not just physically, but mentally. Like, there's a lot to be said about cleaning out your shit. Go through your contacts. Clean out your contacts. Put your photos on your phone onto a hard drive. Like, clear out your shit. Like, clean up your life, you know? Um, Build habits. Like, if you're finding, too, like, it's so interesting because suddenly we do have this extra time. So many people aren't commuting to work, so there's an extra hour or two that we didn't have before. Learn a new skill, yeah. learn Mandarin, learn French, learn how to bake, like learn how to do something. Um, yeah.
0: Like grow mentally, grow.
1: Yeah, do the things that you've been putting off.
0: Tony Robbins talks a lot about he talks a lot about that as well, and he says you should. And even the most most people, most successful people, talk about it. You should spend at least a half hour a day growing your mind. And that means not social media. That means not the media. That doesn't mean, you know, looking at bullshit crap. It means like read a book.
1: Yeah. Or,
0: or read you know read something that is going to help you grow, like, you know, or, you know, even you know, audio books, listening to some audio books or, you know, you can do that while you're cleaning if you're capable like that. I'm not. I have to sit there and literally just listen. But yeah, you know, doing that. The other thing is, is you, know, you talked, you touched on cleaning, cleaning that, and we've touched on routine. Is I find that every day, I used to hate making my bed. Mm. I used to not. Like, what the fuck's the point of making your bed? I'm just gonna roll back into it. And I'll flick the covers. back. In. And then I started started making every day, literally every day. I'll make. Not straight, not always straight after I get out of bed, but normally I'll get up because normally my wife's still in bed. You know, she's the last one out of bed. Oh, so you don't just make it I...
1: over top of her? You're just like, hey, bitch, get up. I
0: thought about turning the sheets and stuff, but then, you know, then she gets out and I got to remake again. But, so what I'll do is I'll actually, I'll go the train, I'll have a shower and then I'll go as I go to get changed. I will then, um, I'll then make the bed. So, and the reason that you make your bed is that one is routine. But two, it's it's a habit. And I watched, an or like a speech that a Navy Seal did, and he's like, the reason you make your bed isn't so that you can get back into a clean. It's 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 not so that, not just to make your bed. It's because you're you're preparing your your day, for how it needs to be.
1: You're putting things in order.
0: Yep, and there's from order. on the get go. Yep, there's order from the get go, and then when you go to go to bed, you are also getting into a nice clean bed. You know, you're getting into a nice, tidy thing instead of a mess. And, you know, our lives are a mess as it is because society tells us that our lives are a mess. You look at the media. You literally look at the Herald right now, and it would just be, like, you could go six different directions on mental, on mental your men, with your mental health.
1: It's sad.
0: It's, it's so, so sad. sad. It literally is all the same crap. And it's like, okay, well, where's the good stuff? Mm. You know, and by making your bed, you're creating – goodness you're creating a habit it's the same thing i talk about all the time you know telling yourself three things you're grateful for getting up exercising getting your body moving getting that blood flowing this morning i mean when you hopped onto here i was sitting here dancing with freaking music going because i got up i you know did some exercise i i helped a whole bunch of people by doing a live you know exercise video boot camp type thing Mm -hmm. and i was like "This this is awesome i'm high on life now and if you're right now listening to this i don't know what time of the day you're listening to this or you're watching this if you're not high on life, go move. And it's gonna build you back up, you know, and moving can be, you know, if you're not sick, you can go out for a walk, just stay the fuck away from people. <laughs> Pretty simple. Um, you know, But yeah, you know, for me, routine's huge. You know, if you're already having income, it doesn't matter if you have an income or not. If you're not loving what you're doing, start creating something. You have all this time on your hands. If you are working, cool. In your downtime, because you're still going to have it, you got that extra couple hours. Take a half hour off of that for self-development stuff, or reading, or you know, growing your mind. You then still have another hour and a half if you're commuting two hours every day in total. Start creating what you want to do with your life. Uber, uh, WhatsApp, um, Venmo. We don't have here in New Zealand. Uh, who else? Almost all the things we use these days were created in the last recession.
1: Yeah, I think though, just to offer a counter argument, not necessarily counter argument, but just a different perspective to, I think that given, given the um, discomfort that can come with sitting with yourself for an extended period of time, and especially being with the same person or people, if you're with your family or your flatmates, um, I think that like extending yourself a little bit of grace. Like, if you're not, if you like, I think feeling high on life is like, such a great feeling but it's not sustainable all the time and it's important to like extend yourself a little bit of grace. Um, I'm coming off the back end of a, a quick trip. I went to Queenstown for the weekend just to go hiking and there were so many lessons that came up. I went seeking lessons. I figured I do hard things. I'm gonna go stick on my boots, climb some mountains, fly home and on the way down, I felt that high on my feeling. I had that excitement. I had that like energy pulsing through my veins. I was like, I'm in my element, you know, solo travel is what really like turns me on. And, and then the weekend was like this amazing adventure and it was go, go, go. And on the way home, I just started to cry because it was like, Oh, okay. Like integration, like when you start to do the work, like when you sit with yourself and you actually start to do the things that like we preach, it's not always comfortable. It's worth it, but it is not always comfortable. And knowing that, just like, you know, just going into things going, hey, look, this is, this is, this is not going to be like rainbows and fairies the whole time. Um, the outcome is going to be alchemy. Like it is going to be this beautiful gem that is found in the rough like these lessons that come will be this amazing source of wisdom to help you pave like your golden path moving forward. But sometimes like the road gets a little muddy and that is actually okay. Like there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of time now to actually sit and be maybe, maybe people are used to go, go, go. Like I have been. And then you kind of take a step back and you've got all this time and not knowing what to do with it like yeah you can keep yourself busy but in those moments of stillness like just not judging yourself if you're feeling a bit anxious if you're feeling a bit down like look at those feelings don't sit with them like don't try and stay with them don't let them make a room in your house but certainly like let them check in say hi and then say hey you're overstayed you're welcome time to check out now
0: it's also it's also on that and this is what I teach a lot of people that i work with um it's okay cool they're there i call them demons just because it's what it came to me when i was on my motorcycle trip and i call them my my demons and they come back and you'll never get rid of them so many people i was even talking to a current cop the other day uh and i I helped her get in and all that but she she was like i've got some demons and stuff going on but she's like, I I would just want them to go away. And I just wanted to be good. I'm like, they'll never go away. My demons come back all the fucking time. And we were talking about this the other day. My demons always come back. And they come back. And if I've pushed them away and told them to fuck off and not actually work through them, they will fuck off. And you'll feel like you got rid of them. But really what they're doing is they're going over to MIT 10 or Bunnings and they're getting a big ass 20-pound, you know, 10 kilo sledgehammer, and they're coming back and they're just gonna fucking smack you right in the face with it. Because that's what they're doing. If you shove stuff away, it comes back ten times harder. Mm. And so my advice on that is like you said, you do like uh, yes, I I say go go be active, go, you know, get out there and it's gonna lift you up. And it will because now, I should probably clarify. When I say when I say that, I love exercise because when you push yourself, and you'll notice Savannah, you you do it as well. When you push yourself to the limits, like you probably did this last weekend, it brings up some shit within you. If you are listening, the things that are telling you to stop and the reasons why you're not wanting to push that extra rep or push that a little bit harder or push through that uncomfortable feeling when you're you know breathing heavier, your heart rate's through the roof. It's because of what the demons that are in your head that you're going through. As soon as you recognize them, you work through them and you You go, okay, why am I feeling this? Why is this actually going on? Okay, cool. Yeah. It's because I saw a dead body for me. You know, I'm going to go that deep right now. It's because I saw a dead body. It's because I told somebody that somebody, you know, that their partner, you know, you know, passed away. And I wasn't, didn't feel like I could be emotionally connected to them. Okay, cool. That's what's causing it. Okay. That's in the past. This is all cause it's caused. Yeah, why the hell am I still holding on to that? Okay, cool. This is why I'm holding on to it because you know I I feel like I let that person down. Okay, cool. Yep, yeah, okay, and it's all story. It's not actually defining it's helped me to get to where I am now so that I can sit here and I can open up and be like this with you or and tell everybody else what's, you know, it, so that I can then go work through it, and I can help the next person, and I can talk to the next person, and I can talk to the next person, and I can give them the advice that worked for me, because it actually worked for me, and then I can move forward, and I'm a stronger, bigger person, and I'm actually higher on life working through that stuff, because I'm now going, the next time it comes up, I go, oh, I already know all that. Yep, sweet, yep, okay, cool. Yes, I, I know you're there. Hi demon. How's it going? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I got it. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, let's go Come on, let's go. <laughs> you know, I'm all about I used to I used to call it my business is knocking demon fitness or knocking demon limited. It used to be to keep people on keep the demons on the other side of that door. The thing is, is and I used to strengthen that door. And then one day a guy that I was talking to, he's like, Okay, Chris, so you're keeping them there. How's that working? I was like, Yeah, it works pretty good. You know, I listen to him. I work through the stuff, but I just he stays over there that's where he belongs he goes okay cool so that's gotten you to a good really good point and i'll get you to say how you know what you get out of this savannah afterwards but so yeah you're keeping him there and he goes he goes to me he goes chris what if you let him in i go he'd come in and he'd be right there he'd actually show me probably more stuff and i'd learn more and work through even more stuff and be probably even stronger he's like why don't you just bring him in and dance with him was like that's a good point so now yes there's times where I keep him on the other side of the door because I need to you know slow you know I need to work through that stuff in my own pace but then a lot of times now I just fucking open the door and I go sup buddy let's go and I use the momentum of the dance of the of the working through stuff to then be able to you know do this with you and do it with clients and do it with friends and, you know, get onto a live video where I know hundreds of people are going to see it. Whereas in the past it'd be like, no, stay to myself. Yeah. So It's working through that stuff. And now we have all this time. And my feeling is that there's so many people out there that are afraid of this time, afraid of being stuck in their own four walls with their partner. Cause they aren't communicating with them. They aren't communicating with themselves. And they don't actually know what's going on in their lives because we go to work. We spend ninety percent of our time at work.
1: Can we talk about communication in a bit? I want to come back to that, but I'm also just so curious because, like, as a female, like you're pretty, you're expected to be in touch with your emotions, and and that's fine. But I mean, you know, but, but if
0: you're if you're an emotional female, you're you're told you shouldn't be.
1: Well, that's what I want to get into because I, I mean, we right. can offer different. We can offer different perspectives here, but you and your job actually had emotion somewhat trained out of you. Yep. What, it, like, what is? I mean, in a way, society kind of t- like trains emotion out of us in general. However, like when it's your job, you feel that pressure, and I'm, I know that led to your burnout. But like. What does that journey look like coming back to being an emotional man, like kind of taking off this mask of masculinity and and like being vulnerable again?
0: So, if I look at it, the thing that the police do, and this goes all around, and actually I've got a podcast for my burnout, you know, helping prevent or work through burnout. Um, the Chris C Y, the Chris C Yates um, podcast. Um, I have one an episode coming out with another former cop in the states, and she's doing the same kind of thing, helping people, you know, work through that and help, you know, limit the amount of suicides that are happening within law enforcement over there. And she and I were talking about this and she had a really good point. Uh, Autumn was like, the police are really good at training you to be a cop because you do have to disconnect. You have to put that vest on you. Create, you become a different person. And the thing, and that's so you can protect yourself and protect others. Because at the end of the day, you, cops are a different breed. You know, we, we'll, Most cops that I know will put their life on the line for somebody else, not even, not even blink an eye. Mm. And that is trained in you. But, and so you do remove some of that emotion. But what it is, is it's, it's not removing it completely. And what happened with me is I, in my head, I needed to be this superhero all the time. And I needed to be this, you know, I had this image of what a cop looked like when really a cop's bringing yourself and just putting a uniform on being a little bit more alert, but bringing those emotions, bringing that sensitivity and that caring along with it. You know, it's so many times I've been, I was told, or people were like, you know, oh, you know, criminals are just shitheads and, you know, we don't need to worry about them. this prevention first stuff is crap and all this and now that I'm out and I've gone through what I've done and I fully embrace that, and I fully embrace everything that I go into um, to detriment sometimes. But you go through that and you listen to everybody and it's like, okay, cool. Now I don't care. And then you stop caring about people. You just care about the select people that you want to care about. And in turn, you shut, they start shut that emotion down because you now know how, you now don't have emotion for certain people. And so then you can start putting people into these boxes and you go, oh, that person's over now, nah, I don't need to care about that. And then you start to burn out more and more. And so being an emotional guy in that in that area was difficult because I didn't embrace it.
1: Hold on. An emotional guy. I would argue all guys are emotional. Well,
0: yes. Yes. All guys are emotional. We've been trained not to be. Right. And some and 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 you're not born not emotional you're born just who you are and then you are molded to whoever you be, to what you become because of all the things that happen and the stories that you create around it and yeah, add to it and this and that. Like I know you recently, I'm going to pull it up. You recently went, you know, gone through a breakthrough. You'll have a lot of stories from past things on, on that. And we've talked about it a little bit, but it's the same thing when I was, you know, when I was in the place, I didn't use those emotions because my parents raised me and my mother especially raised me as a very emotional guy. You know, I care about people. That's why we're doing this. And you, I didn't use that as a superpower. No. I thought it was actually, you know, it was bad. I thought I shouldn't use it. I need to be the staunch hard guy when really I need to be that sensitive, caring guy, still look after myself, still look after you know, cover myself, but you can do both. So many people think you can't. Mm. And you know, I had a client's sister come to a training the other morning and she's like, Oh, I hate that I'm so emotional, blah blah. I was like, Why? She's like, Oh, I'd cry at the drop of a hat, blah blah. I was like, Ann? What's the problem with it? She's like, Oh, everybody, you know, says I'm so emotional. I was like, Ann, what's the problem with it? Nobody could tell me the actual she couldn't tell me what the actual problem with it was. Nah. You no. Know, I just don't, I don't like it. I was like, and what's the problem with?
1: But she No, but she, no, she doesn't like it because she's been taught not to like it and the reality is like we're, this is such a universal issue, we're all born with elements of sensitivity and some of us feel things deeper than others, like we're, we're all emotional beings, like we're sentient beings. Um, but yeah, some of us feel emotion like a little deeper than others, but what she's being taught is, and I find it so funny. She couldn't even answer your question because often it requires like that, that reflection. And then you kind of go, huh, actually, I don't know, uh, who taught me that? How long have I believed that? How long? Like, and, and that judgment, that anxiety around like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like who I am. I don't like how I'm behaving. What does that do but create more? Yeah, it just <laughs> perpetuates this this never ending hamster wheel of like running after being someone the hamster's not. It's like the hamster's going, 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 trying to be a cheetah. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like, hey, no, you're just you're a hamster, like, and it's cool. You're a hamster.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, the other night I watched um I feel pretty. Have you seen it?
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: It's the exact it's you know, it says exactly what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. I love that movie.
0: Believes that she she's like, Oh, I wanna be pretty, I wanna be this, I wanna that and then ends up hitting her head and it shifts her mindset and all of a sudden she sees herself completely different in the mirror. She's this hot, gorgeous, skinny little thing, even though she really isn't, and then in the end realizes I'm gonna spoil it, realizes that she actually has been the same person the whole time. All because of a mind fuck. Yeah. We're all, all brainwashed by society that we need to be this perfect thing when a perfect thing is just you
1: yeah but i think i feel like that's changing i feel like there's definitely been a shift um i feel like people are starting like starting to understand that um we're dealing with people like in my work i've i've always told people like in marketing for example you got to understand that people don't do business with businesses. People do business with people. Right? There's a reason why you go to the same coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Probably has fuck all to do with the coffee and it has to do with the person that gives it to you.
0: The reason you stay at a job longer than you really want to be there.
1: Yeah. Or the (laughs) reason you leave a job. Could be your dream job, but you can't like your boss is just a wanker. And so the idea of staying there just you know is is terrible, and that's because we need each other. We need community. We actually need to feel heard, listened to, um, and like we have a safe space to speak.
0: Yeah, and this is the time with this whole quarantine thing going on. This is the time to actually be able to dive into that and figure out who you actually are and want to be. Mm. And it's scary, and it's hard, and it's going to bring up a lot of shit. But it's awesome when you come out the other side. Mm -hmm. And we, I know I can, I can put my hand on my heart and say that, and I still do it to this day. And I sometimes take time and I go and I'll go ride my motorcycle and it puts me straight into being able to think about stuff. And I'll go out and I'll go to, you know, Pihaw and go to the waterfall that I did the other day. I was like, I need some time away. It was last, was it? I think it was last Wednesday after we talked. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was last, yeah, it was last Wednesday. And I, um, I was like, yeah, I'm going. And I went out there and I didn't take my swim trunks with me, which because I didn't want to wear a backpack. And so I just sat by the waterfall and I just laid there and I meditated and I calmed my mind and I went through what the hell has going through my thoughts. I was, I actually listened to them and that's what I do. That's good. That's, you know, that's my kind of tool to, to kind of calm myself down sometimes. Um, or it's, you know, going and doing some exercise or just going for a walk or just sitting on the deck and looking out at the sky.
1: Yeah, so we've spoken about like staying mentally healthy, physically, yeah. obviously, keeping to a routine. Yeah. People have like panic bought a ton of food. Are am
0: going to go there. Actually, want to- back for a second. I want to know, I want to hear about your, how you deal with the whole emotional side of stuff. You know, being told, I don't know if you do, getting told that you're an emotional woman or you shouldn't be emotional. What's your thoughts on it?
1: Well, what's funny is I feel like something in me is is like a little bit backwards because the more that my like heart gets broken, the more like tragedy that happens. The worst things that happen, I tend to like wear my heart on my sleeve a little bit more because I realize just how I guess it's both such a nihilistic point of view and such an optimistic point of view, like. If nothing matters, everything matters, right? Mm -hmm. So I may as well just speak my truth. So if I'm feeling something, if I'm feeling like I need to tell someone how I feel, like a big thing for me over the last few months has been telling people literally that I love them. Like even just my friends will say goodbye and like, I love you, bye. And there's no expectation. This is something actually that May's partner taught me. You say it with no expectation of hearing it back because that's your truth. And love doesn't doesn't require um, any sort of return. It just is, right? It just is. And so for me, it's been kind of a confidence thing in learning that I can only control what it is that I do and say and think Um, And as long as my intentions are in the best place possible, how can I go wrong? So while it's scary to like say I love you, while it's scary to like break down and cry in front of people, um, and while it's scary to really share like some really vulnerable parts of myself, I recognize that in sharing, there's a bit of healing. And the more I share, the more people tend to, like a magnet, they come towards you and they feel like it, they've got permission to be vulnerable themselves. And so it has to start with someone. And I'm not saying I'm the first by any means, but in some small circles, maybe I am to share on something, you know? And it, it gives people permission. So I think having a greater picture and just a greater perspective that. You know, if I'm a little sensitive, if I'm a, a little vulnerable, it's okay because um, that's my truth mm-hmm. and I'm better speaking that or knowing that and sharing that even with myself than keeping it in. Because I think that we need, we need a little bit more humanness in our day to day. And the only way that we can kind of start that cycle is by showing up in the fullness of what it is to be human ourselves. You know, if I share yours, you feel like you're safe to share because that's how connection works. So it's just that big picture for me. It's just, I mean, it's still scary. I still like, I still really get nervous and I still don't always have the confidence, but I do it anyway because I know that it's better to have done the thing then have thought about the thing and not done it
0: i say this all the time to like my clients and i do this all the time if something pops into my head that i'm thinking i should do it i do it like if it pops into my head fuck i need to text that person and then just check in on on that person then i'll be like oh sweet and i'll just pick up my phone i'll literally send a text it takes how long to send a text two seconds hey how's it going how you been haven't heard from you in a while you know, so it, and you know, it's interesting. You say that I have created this like pyramid. You know, the layers of it, I call it my life pyramid. And the layers of it, the first, the bottom layer is yourself. That's the oh, no, biggest... it's
1: not like sugar and donuts. And... Oh,
0: no, 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 not the food pyramid. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but sugar and donuts, you know, that sometimes do come into self. Um, but it's, you know, this, the self is, it's about taking care of yourself. And when you're being open and vulnerable, like you said, you're talking, you're telling people what's going on and you're doing that, you're looking after yourself because how often do we hold things in and it rattles? And you think about, think about the last fight you had with your partner. How long was the shit that you wanted to say rattling around inside of your head before you actually said it? and By the time you said it, you were so wound up about it. And I did the same thing. All the time and I'm working on getting better and better and better at it and it's especially the ones that are closest to us we don't want to say the things that we know we need to say and so it rattles around and rattles around and we're not taking care of ourselves by saying I don't like the fact that you left the dishes sitting in the sink instead of putting them in the dishwasher when really that's all that needed to be said and it turns into this massive argument this massive explosion and stupid shit gets said like I hate you or I don't love you anymore or you fucking stomp out of the house all because somebody left some dishes in the sink.
1: Right. So this touches on communication, right? And like you know, especially in this time. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you and your wife love each other, and you've spent so many years together. And so, like, you would think that the sheet would be ironed out. Um, oh, it's never ironed
0: out with anyone, even your best. Always
1: crinkles with everyone, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and it's it, but it's also. It's also, like I said about that self, it's, it's like you said, you've got to let it out so that you can be whole in yourself. And then you can actually, you know, you're not saying it expecting somebody to say something back. You're saying it because you're looking after yourself so you can get it off your chest. Cause that's, you know, anxiety is fear of something. And a lot of times the anxiety builds up because we're not talking about or communicating what's actually going on in our lives and we're trying to deal with it all within ourselves so that we don't look emotional. We don't, you know, look like we have damage stuff. We all have damage. We all have baggage. We all have stories. We all have shit going on. The more we talk about it, the more it gets it off of our chest. And sometimes you just need to say it. Sometimes you just need to say, I'm fucking struggling today. And it's because of this, this, and this. And I just needed to say it so I can move through it. Mm. You know, it's being solution based
1: on it. That That said too, though, I feel like it is important to sort of um, find, and make sure I think there is a beautiful thing in asking people if they're in the space to hold your the stuff you need to get off, you know because there is there is like self care and then there's looking at other people and saying, "Hey, like I need to talk to someone at the moment, and we live in the day and age of internet, so if the person you live with just isn't in the space like You know, I've got a couple of flatmates who are like, they deal with anxiety. And it's like, hey, maybe, maybe I don't want to add to your anxiety. Maybe I could call Chris, you know, maybe I could call someone else because I can. And kind of respecting the people in your space as well and saying, hey, like, how are you doing? I need some help. Can you be there for me? And if they say no, not taking it personally and just saying, hey, yeah, I respect that. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Or even just going to them, you know, the other the option that you can do if you don't have that op- the opportunity to be able to call somebody else or something like that. Even going to them, look, I don't want you to take this on. I'm just literally need to just say what's going on with me, not so that you take it on, but just so that I can get it off my chest. And I just need another pair of ears to just be there, so that it feels like it's actually being it's it's holding me to it because if it keeps rattling around in my head, journaling hasn't helped it. I just need to just be like, Bleh.
1: Are you a solution-based guy? Yeah.
0: I used to not be. I used to be a problem. Find. I, I can find problems so easily, but now I've trained myself. And I've always been a solution-based thing because of sailing and that. It's like you can't live in the problem because by the time you, you dwell on the problem, you're dead. Um, <laughs> especially when shit's hitting the fence, even in being a cop. Um, so it's always, I've always been a, yeah, the sweet, let's work. Through, how do we work through this? And so it's like, I'm a very much of a helper fixer. If you come to me and you say something, I will be like, okay, cool. How can we get through this? I'll spend the next hour with you. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) There's something I've learned in that because I'm also quite a solution based person. I've learned that there's a time and place because sometimes people are coming to you. Like you just said, Hey, I'm not trying to put this on you. I just need to get it off my chest. If you feel the need to share something like I've learned the hard way, sometimes you have to preface it by saying, look, I actually don't want a solution or I don't need a solution right now. I just want to bitch for a moment because the person you're sharing with could be like, Oh, I'm listening and I'm thinking about ways I can help you because I care about you. The reality is maybe you get to the end of it and you're like, no, I just wanted to be heard. Nah, I just, I just wanted to be heard. And so, of, us, like,
0: dies. God, so I'll tell you this. Guys, especially for their partner, and even everybody, they want to help. Mm. They want to make a difference. And so it's hard sometimes. Like for me, you ask my wife, it is so hard for me to not give you a solution on how to fucking work through it. Like literally, I'm like.
1: But I bet she comes to you. I bet she comes to you sometimes and just says, hey, honey, I got this blah, 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 blah. And you'll go, oh, fix it. And she's like, no, I just want you to listen to me. Like just give me, just give me, just give me a, give me a fucking moment to be, yeah. to moan, or like to just talk about things and think so things through.
0: You have a you have a point there. Sometimes sometimes shutting up is the best solution, or asking them if they actually want a solution.
1: Yes, direct communication as well. Just saying, hey, like, can can you hold the space? if you can't cool hey i need to share um i don't want i i don't want a solution or actually i really need a solution for this you yeah. know
0: just yeah. being clear and
1: like recognizing your intentions before you probably speak i mean it's such a such a learning curve
0: you have all the time in the world not to do it mm. right and it takes time to practice mm. and i'm still working on it like i sit here and you know i sit here and i Somebody tells me something, and I'm fucking first thing. I'm like, No, I go, Nope, I need to shut up. Do you want, do you want any advice on that? <laughs> and so, yeah, that's, that's, um, yeah.
1: So, what's your, what's your intention for the week? My intention for the week. Yeah, what's your big focus?
0: Just to bring support to people at the moment. So, it's just bringing support to people, you know, a lot of people are, changing their daily lives their routines they're you know they're gonna get into i tell you this right now they'll get into some dark places because they're not used to looking at themselves society's not you know not open to it so it's just bringing joy to people um bringing joy and yeah getting people to know that there's other people there's people out there that are going through the same so that was a few things, but, you know, how about you?
1: Um, same, definitely supporting, like, the crew I work with. But also from a selfish perspective, um, I'm working on writing a poetry book. So I'm hoping to just chip away at that while I have some time. So very, it's a very, like, creative outlet right now um, outside of, like, my normal work has nothing to do with nutrition or movement or like anything real world, um, yep. having, having something that is just like a nice little creative outlet is, is a big focus. And yeah.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, mine's, mine's gonna be spend some actual quality time with my wife as well.
1: Great opportunity to do so.
0: <laughs> yes, it definitely is. So yeah, I actually communicate and you know do things and do things besides just watching TV.
1: Mm. oh yeah so easy to get caught in the trap of like digital life
0: yeah i don't want to finish netflix and netflix can stay where it is
1: <laughs> imagine how you clock netflix you're like yeah watch that watch that watch that yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, like there's a lot of stuff i've seen on netflix so yeah um so yeah brilliant. yeah
1: brilliant until next week hey until
0: next until next week guys we shall all talk very soon. And remember, look after yourself. Let's get through this time together. And, um, you know, I don't know when you're listening to this. You might have, we might have already made it through it. The world might be all cleared up. It might be better. But, um, yeah, remember, even if even if you're listening to this after all this corona stuff has gone away, still take time to self-reflect and look into yourself. Because that's how we grow.
1: looks they forever. Mm. Oh, Yeah. Always so. Until awesome. guys.
0: Peace. Until next time. Peace out guys.